0: Welcome to the San Jose Hockey Now podcast. I'm Shang Peng, Editor-in-Chief of San Jose Hockey Now. Also, you can find my work at MEC Sharks and at Twitter at Shang underscore Peng.
1: And I'm Key McNally. You can find me on Twitter at HalfWall underscore Hockey on my website, Half-WallHockey.com. Also on San Jose Hockey Now. This week, it is a... <laughs>
0: the Sharks still haven't won a game. <laughs>
1: yeah the sharks it's still winless it's like they haven't even started this season no
0: they Um, haven't yeah (laughs) october doesn't count obviously so
1: yeah the sharks are officially uh, more than 10 percent of the way through the season and they do not have their first win which kind of tells you that this season is is already kind of written off um we're going to (laughs) talk about a few a few things related to the sharks this week we have a, a, a lot of different news that happened first off the bat we've got uh, a little bit of talk about Jumbo retiring, officially retiring. It has been rumored for a while. Um, we're also going to talk about uh, some of the roster moves, the scratches and injuries, and uh, all sorts of different line combination things that the Sharks have tried yeah. to get Thomas first I
0: know a lot of people are upset that he got sent down.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about Bortolo and uh, Peterson getting sent down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, our final topic, uh, or, or another topic is going to be the Sharks are bad. Um, and we're going to talk about just how bad they've been. Um, and if we can get to it, we're also going to have a short prospects update for everybody. Just what it's uh, going to and with, uh,
0: <laughs> with
1: some hope. <laughs> yeah, we we start off really bad and then we end with some hope, just like the sharks will do this season. Um, <laughs> all right, Hopefully,
0: what the sharks do it over the next five years, I guess. <laughs> um,
1: I think the only way to start this show is with uh, the news of Joe Thornton, just because of how impactful joe was as a san jose shark and how impactful he was to this franchise and and obviously with his absence from the ice being felt still today um let's talk a little bit about joe thornton his retirement and uh, where you think he goes next
0: yeah uh joe in joe thornton fashion went shirtless for his uh, his re his retirement announcement which is just perfect for for <laughs> joe uh i would say that my guess. This is just this is just a guess, pure guess. But <laughs> if you are counting on uh, Jersey retirement this season, I would guess maybe not. Just because you want to do the, these things right, and I don't think anything was planned before the season. I'm not exactly sure when Jumbo filed his papers, but I don't get the sense that uh, that that this was necessarily planned for or he might have announced at the beginning of the season Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so that's one thing that that i'll say off the top um that maybe next year we know it's going to happen he's going to get his jersey retired but maybe next year so you can do it right uh hopefully you can do it in a game where they play boston that'll be that'll be cool that'll be uh, appropriate um, mm-hmm. And also have uh, Marco Sturm, uh, Brad Stewart, and, of course, Wayne Primo. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. And Doug Wilson, too. And Mike, <laughs> okay. Mike O'Connell. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. though, um, and uh, in terms of what's next for him, David Quinn actually said suggested uh, uh, something interesting today in his press conference, that first that uh, he had asked Jumbo if Jumbo wanted to come back. Uh, during uh, uh, I don't know they play golf <laughs> uh, uh, during the summer and Jumbo said no uh, we've always been under the presumption that Jumbo would come back for the right NHL role like not mm. not on a PTO not to start in the AHL and work his way up but if a team will give him a solid role on the NHL what Quinn said uh, uh, goes against that so uh, so that was interesting but also the other part was that um uh. David said that he talked to, to Jumbo about joining the Sharks organization in official capacity, finally. And Quinn said that Jumbo also said no to that, too. And mm-hmm. I, I think that comes maybe from Jumbo just kind of enjoying his life. Mm-hmm. And um, I think one interesting thing he, he, he said, too, is that he's retired from the NHL. And mm-hmm. so I, I'm just kind of speculating here, but I, I do believe that Jumbo still loves to play, still loves to be out there. Um, he obviously doesn't want to embarrass himself, right? And so he's not going to take a secondary – he's not going to go to the AHL or whatever, right? And he shouldn't. Yeah. But um, but could we see him play somewhere just for fun a little bit? I, I wouldn't shock me, but uh, I'm, I'm not really sure
1: Played in Switzerland, right? When when the NHL had the lockout. I in a lockout, he in yeah. I mean, he, yeah.
0: he played. He's played in Switzerland a lot, and he goes there every summer because his wife is from there. Uh, but this past summer, though, it was notable that instead of playing in Switzerland and getting himself ready for the NHL call somewhere, that he didn't play, and instead he was just caught uh, coaching in Switzerland. You know, coaching uh, his former, uh, mm-hmm. his uh, his uh, former Davos uh, team. Yeah. So. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I, he did. He phrased that interestingly. I'm retired from the NHL, and he was basically based telling everybody that we already knew it, but he just wanted to, you know. I guess he probably got tired of people bothering him, sure. and just said, "Well, you that know, you know, right. that's
0: his fault, though." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's I, jumbo. yeah. I mean, that's fine. He is jumbo, but I asked him point blank, uh mm-hmm. after the 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 Legends game before the Marlowe jersey retirement. I think I think I was the one to ask him. Uh, Joe, uh, uh, what are you? Uh, what are your plans now with your career, or something like that? Mm-hmm. And he says something like, "Well, I'm gonna uh, play in a game. Uh, uh, or I'm gonna go pick up my my, my kids uh, tomorrow. Uh, go go coach some hockey with them too. Um, and yeah, and then I'm gonna go home." Yeah, and so he answered his question. He answered what his future plans were, but <laughs> for the next twenty four hours.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I guess it's what like demers that you're like ninety five percent of the way out and five percent in, and you don't want to say you're out. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that
0: that's know. that's what it was. Yeah, maybe.
1: Um, anyways, I, I love Jumbo. One of my obviously everybody's one of everybody's favorite sharks of all time. Um, and he really was like this franchise for however long he was here. And it just goes to show every time that the Sharks are going um, five games with three goals total, um, that they miss Joe incredibly, or prime <laughs> Joe Thornton incredibly.
0: There's a time uh, a Joe Thornton announcement for every nine-game losing streak. <laughs> just yeah. to distract the, the populace. So <laughs>
1: Exactly. We needed a little bit of just a reminder of what the Sharks were. Um, having a little bit of melancholy feeling about the Sharks this week because it was not a good week. Um, anyways, wow, just, just melancholy? <laughs> melancholy.
0: <depression. laughs> that seems... Uh, that I seems, wanted to use a big word. It, it could, could, uh, that seems like uh, you're you're taking it pretty lightly, actually. Yeah, you, like you know, not full blown depression.
1: No, because there was no hope, and and we knew it. So there was never like you never get that optimism, you know. that You can't get like the whole roller coaster effect of thinking they're going to be good and then bad. It's just kind of melancholy. It's just.
0: I thought I, I thought that you thought, and I don't even know why I said it. Uh, I hmm. I fully regret it, and I I apologize. I, I I made a mistake. I made a terrible mistake. Uh, you know, I had a feeling that they might be a little more competitive, and they might be. You know, I said seventy plus points. Uh, you Possible. liked Barabanov and Duclair, so you had you had a little optimism, yeah. <laughs> and at least turning those two into, seven.
1: yeah, it, it didn't it didn't work out for that. <laughs> we're gonna keep talking a little bits about our our predictions throughout the
0: year, just a little bits.
1: Anyway, no, um, we're
0: not gonna bring it up ever again. I want to no. bury that episode
1: <laughs> until the next next week. We yeah, bring it up
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> All right. So this week we also had I don't even know how many roster moves. It felt like. Once the shark started to unravel, once more injuries started to pile up that um, it became a little bit of like rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic sure. in terms of who was going to play. I where. mean, what else
0: are you going to do? Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've got to do something and you have to like turn the line blender on. You press the button and hope the little blender is going to do something. Joe
0: Thornton isn't walking to the door. Thornton's not walking through the door and <laughs>
1: neither is a very deep center group which we talked about last yeah. week and just in terms of how uh depleted it was but why don't we lead off with one center that is or, or actually two centers that are going to be sent back down to the Barracuda and uh Bortolo and Peterson
0: well Bordalo yeah I'll start with, with Bortolo because I know that the that a lot of fans are upset that he got sent down but well, you got to be honest with yourself. Bortolo is not NHL ready. He doesn't look NHL ready. Uh, he was, in my estimation, clearly, clearly the Sharks' top two centers with Granlin and Katora out are Hurdle and Sturm. Mm-hmm. And the Sharks finally conceded to that in, in their in their in their lines one day when they moved uh, Sturm up with with Eklund, uh, a couple games ago. Um, if you look at the Tampa Bay game, and I know the Tampa Bay game everybody was bad, so you know it's 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 a little unfair to pick on, on just Bortolo, but he made a number of plays in that game are just not you know he was not just not good. Like Willie Mecklen was not good in that game, but I don't know if Willie Mecklen was like bad, bad. Like there were like clear mm-hmm. plays all over the place that he shouldn't have been making. Whereas Borlo if you look at my game notes, and I don't want to pull all the gifts from that because I don't want to rip on the on the kid. He's still young. He's still immensely talented. Um, I still think that it's very possible that he has a very bright future. So I I, I hate to to pick on younger players like that too hard, but. If you look at a couple of the passes, neutral zone passes, when the Sharks actually did get rare times with possession, uh, and you know, moving it up the, the neutral zone, and his passes to advance his next pass, uh, picked off, turnover the other way. Um, I believe it was the Nick Paul goal. Um, Of course, that was, it made it maybe five to zero. So, uh, but he leaves his man. He chases, chases uh, uh, Ruta's man, Stamkos, uh, on on that play. And Ruta was still in the play. And these are just sort of basic NHL things, I guess, that just you can't do. And sure, he had a nice goal against Colorado. With I'm um, even the Tampa Bay game, and it's in my my game notes. He made a couple of nice passes, right? And that's that's there, right? But you can't you you can't have one awful uh, egregious play for one every one great play in the league. That's not an equation that that works for for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Eric Carlson. Uh, obviously, he's a, a great example of that, where there'll be that egregious play he makes, but he would have maybe like five highlight reel, five amazing plays <laughs> uh, uh, to to balance that out. But mm-hmm. the one for one thing doesn't work, though, for anybody, not for Eric Carlson, not for Ryan Merkley, right? Uh, similar kind of example. And so Borlo is clearly, clearly not ready. You're doing him, I think, a disservice keeping him in the NHL, where he's going to get roasted on a nightly basis by centers that are faster, stronger, and just more professional at this point than he is more experienced than he is. Um, and so it's kind of gone the way. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I, I had hopes he had some uh, couple of flashes in the preseason, right? But it's just preseason, right? But this is the reason why I predicted that the Sharks would, if Couture started a season on IR, that they would start with Ryan Carpenter instead of Bortolo exactly for this reason. Because Ryan Carpenter it doesn't have Bortolo ceiling, but Ryan Carpenter is a pro. And Ryan Carpenter is a competent fourth line center that doesn't hurt you uh, usually and that's basically kind of what what you're looking for at at your four at really at any 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 of your any any of your 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 positions or any of your roster spots right you're looking for a guy that obviously doesn't hurt you right but also too can help you beyond that so he fill fulfills the first bar which is he doesn't hurt you and the second mm-hmm. bar is that he can help you so borderlow was hurting the the sharks um and he wasn't helping enough again, you know, on the, on the balance to make up for the ways that, that he was hurting the team. And I, again, I, I, I don't want to single just him out, but he is the one that was sent down and he uh is the one that really does need that time to develop. Um, I think uh, he will benefit. If he comes to the Barracuda with the right attitude and works on the things that unfortunately have sort of plagued him from his very first Sharks game a couple of years ago, just the puck management. I wrote about that two years ago, all the things he was doing well two years ago, all the flashes, the oohs and ahs, right? Um, just careless with the puck in all the wrong places. And that still is, is happening. And that can't happen at NHL. You can't just give, uh, uh, give possession uh, in the, give counterattacks like that, which uh, those turnovers often, often do. And, um, on Peterson, I, I don't want to just uh, uh, talk uh, just about a uh, Bordeaux. On mm-hmm. Peterson, I think Peterson is a better winger than center. We mm-hmm. I think we saw that last year. Uh, granted, Peterson had a benefit of playing with Hurdle, and mm-hmm. Hurdle I think it has been underrated over the. We've talked about this underrated over the years, and just terms of how he makes his teammates better um and I think he made Peterson better and so Peterson as as a centerman on a line with two younger players like Zetterlin and Eklund who I have had good seasons but you know he's not a guy that's sort of carrying the mail in, in any sort of way um and another uh I guess a point toward a Peterson as a center I think and I know face-offs aren't that important but I think Peterson had a 32% face-off winning percentage in his in his mm-hmm. time with the Sharks. Yeah. Now, 30, yeah, you can you, you can stomach like a 40, a 45, right? I think Couture has been like at a 48, 49 for his career, right? Something like that, mm-hmm. right? You don't need yeah, to yeah. be a 60% Patrice Bergeron face-off winner to sure, be sure. a qualified center's league, but 30% is pretty bad. <laughs> and that's basically just giving giving the the puck to the opposition uh at the at the drop of every every puck. And I think the same Peterson problems that uh made me sort of uh concerned about his game, uh, that I've talked a lot about, um, just not quite physical uh around um he's a finesse player, uh, but that's fine. But if you're that finesse player, even like Borderlo, right? If you're that finesse player or like Merkley or like Carlson right if you're that finesse player then you better make that number of great plays per game versus the number of soft or or egregious mistake kind of plays right and again Eric Carlson is is the prime example of this where the balance is this way for the good and there's this for the bad right but for Peterson for Merkley for Bordolo it's kind of like this yeah that's and It doesn't
1: really actively help your team, and I honestly, most of the time, I don't think Peterson is at as egregious of like the turnovers as sure. Some, no, I Portillo agree. Is. Yeah, I think Peterson's most of the time just kind of fades into the background and mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't really uh, stand out. You know, much in the either direction, unless he is, you know, getting beat or or just not being physical enough. But Bortolo, or he'll right.
0: make a great pass here and there. He <laughs> did a lot more last season, but every once in a while, he would make a, a great play here and there. So I I, I don't want to take that day away from him. He is still capable in small areas of those subtle skill plays that he yeah. did more with hurdle, but he he did that here too at time to time.
1: Bortolo, your the whole puck management thing that that happened last year throughout the AHL too. It's mm. that the problem is sending him to the ahl the barracuda kind of play like that like they're they play a very poor puck management style they don't they don't play with enough like uh puck possession to actually like to to play that kind of game so he gives the puck away a lot in that level too so i really wonder i think he just needs to be coached in terms of when he needs to stop trying to make that play that's not going to happen I think he was trying to stand out and like some credit to him for, for just trying to make things happen that mm-hmm. he thinks that he might be able to do at this level, but it, it didn't work. And he does need more time in the AHL. He'll, he'll join a team that needs some help offensively. Um, and hopefully he will develop a little bit more of a puck possessive style that isn't so uh, risky. Basically.
0: I feel um, like, you know, he has yeah. been told and mm-hmm. I think he's also been told by sort of, You know, how late he got called up last year, um, being moved to wing. So, those are also messages, too. And so, Mm -hmm. he's got to get that out of his game uh, if he wants to make an angel impact. He is not a good enough player that he can, again, you know, play the way he does. Uh, Maybe on an awful team that doesn't care if he's Mm -hmm. leaking chances, he can be a 20 goal scorer, but not on any sort of team that fancies itself to to be a good team. <laughs> yeah. So he just gotta he's gotta he's gotta he's gotta fix fix stuff that unfortunately uh was there in his game uh when he first you know played for the Sharks uh, in 2021 uh, 22.
1: Yeah I suspect he'll go down to the Barracuda and he'll probably get a late call up, I imagine um sometime in the end of the season and we'll see again if it's gonna be the same kind of
0: thing. I I hope I hope it's better than that because he is talented enough. I I I Mm -hmm. made that clear in my thoughts about him that if he hits, uh, his skill, uh, his his ceiling is higher than the Gushens and the Robins and and you name it. You know, short of Eklund and Smith uh, among the forwards in terms Mm -hmm. of pure offensive productivity, if they if they all not that they all will hit, but if they all were to hit, um. I can see Bortolo producing as much as a B-stead uh, as some of these other guys that are ahead of him in, in their prospect ranks. But uh, the problem, though, with Bortolo is that not to say his game hasn't grown at all, but it's been a little too, again, the same problem of, mm-hmm. of, of, of a couple of years ago. Right. And, yeah, um,
1: and I guess the people, yeah. fans will make the argument that something like, you know, the Sharks are bad anyway. Why don't they just have Bortolo? run around and do whatever he wants, if, even if they're letting up, like, six goals a game. But I don't think that's ever been David Quinn's, like, style of coach. Well, that's clearly
0: what Greer said. He's not yeah. playing do too, right?
1: Yeah, so I don't I, – that's, like, kind of the argument. That's the end of the the argument there. So some fans will still bring it up, though, like that, you know, he should be up there just whipping around pucks and trying to develop. But if, if he starts to develop with those patterns, he's never going to make an NHL roster that actually has any winning aspirations. So what's
0: that's... the point? That's the point, yeah. If, if yeah. you just throw him out there and let him, do, uh, let him exercise his bad habits over the ice, yeah. you, you make a player that's full of bad habits. And also, too, you influence uh, other, other players. I, 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 I don't know if it's exactly the same thing, but I was a teacher uh, in, uh, uh, in my 20s. And way I always approach things, and I think a locker room is not that different. <laughs> but you walk into a locker room, you walk into a classroom, right? There are, say, 20 students, there are 20 players, right? There are five mm-hmm. guys who are going to be your, your teacher's pets, your, your coach's darlings, right? True. Guys like, I don't know, a Cunan, Ecklin Eklund, guys who do everything that the coach wants, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be five guys that, that don't, uh, or are more trending, more to like, yeah, I'm going to do it my way. Guys like Bordalo, maybe, maybe guys like, Hoffman or something like that, right? Guys used to probably. LeBanc to some degree, right? And mm-hmm. there's those ten guys in between, <laughs> and so who is going to have the run of the locker room, of the classroom, of the on the ice product and what they put out there? Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, Quinn and any coach, any GM has some control over. You, you want to put more of the better, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same thing we talked about. Uh, You want to put better examples around that may also, too, you want to reward better behaviors uh, for younger players. As much as uh, you, you, people say, Oh, look at this, that Cunan's not scoring, Cunan's not doing this or that. Right. But how many times can you say that Kunin was just doing things that just you can't do at an ancient level, a couple bad penalties here and there, but you know, Kunin's a pretty responsible player. And uh, we mm-hmm. saw that today in the Washington game, right? Just a lot of little things that he does. That if he's not scoring, he can still he can still throw yeah. him out there, and he's still helping you. He may not be helping you as much as people want, as much as his contract suggests, as much as getting to play with Ramon Eklund. I
1: think Eklund would have like seven assists if Kuhn could just like
0: hit the net. <laughs> uh, maybe not seven. I don't want to. I don't want to do Luke that way, yeah. but at least. I know. Maybe three or something like that. If you yeah, if you got to play with Timo hard. Meyer, for example, right, mm-hmm. that that'd be maybe three goals right there, three assists <laughs> yeah. on, uh, on 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 Williams Ledger. But again, though, uh, also too, uh, who are you going to put there? I mean, who mm-hmm. else is is clearly if you're going to try to get the best out of Duclair uh, with Hurdle, right? Uh, Zetterlin has has earned a spot up there, but also too, look if you put Zetterlin and Cunin spot, Zetterlin's not any more proven a finisher than Cunin. No, um, there's Kind of nobody, no, nobody clearly who should be there. You can put LeBanc there, LeBanc's a better finisher, but LeBanc obviously has shortcomings in other areas. You can put Hoffman there. Hoffman is clearly a better finisher, but Hoffman's game may not be quite what it was five years ago. And also, too, he has his shortcomings too. So you know, uh, I I I've mentioned yeah. At some point, kunin has got to bury a bit and um, bury the passes. I know he scored today, but he's got to bury actual pass from mm-hmm. from Willie and Eckland. But um, it's but not you as also
1: if... give him credit for being in those positions to receive. I, those that's passes. what I say. So, yeah, I, yeah. So I, I agree. I, I not that I'm in love with Kunin's game, but it, there there's also something just to be said about an NHL rounded game and you're kind of finding out now who can at least stay on the ice to not get the sharks embarrassed, but that's kind of it. <laughs> that's like, the bar, they, right? That's the bar. <laughs> to be watchable you be because line... that
0: Tampa Bay game was unwatchable. <laughs> yeah. Can you be a fourth
1: line hockey player is kind of the bar right now in San Jose. <laughs> to
0: and... be a decent fourth line player. Yeah. 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 I mean, Ryan Carpenter, right? Like maybe not, yeah. he may not even be a decent fourth line player, but he is He's... a fourth line player He's that doesn't, player. doesn't embarrass you out there. I mean, but yeah, I, let me ask you though, who, who would you put on, let's say it's Granlin and Eklund you, you, and Mm -hmm. they look good today together, right? Unless you put Eklund up with hurdle, which there is an argument for, uh, but besides that argument though, like who would you put next? Who's the clear winger that should be there instead of Kunin on the sharks and don't say (laughs) Gushen. (laughs) <laughs> not Houston. they would not work on that
1: line um I don't know maybe Zetterland but it's not like that's even yeah but Zetterland you know,
0: is being promoted now though I mean yeah exactly right and, yeah and so.
1: last year it's like we ripped on him for having no goals in 20 games and it's not like he's, there's any other better finisher.
0: like I mean Zadina right I, I think everyone would say Zadina 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 Zedina, but Zadina's game uh let's talk about Zadina because we haven't talked about him sure. um Zadina's game has also clear shortcomings too. Uh, yeah. he is tenacious, he's on the puck. I like that about him, which is why he's still here instead of say a borderlow, right? Because Zadina is faster and stronger and Zadina sticks his nose in there. I I, I like that about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Zadina still has a lot to refine in terms of defensive coverage and I've seen that. I've I've noted it in in my in my notes. Uh, you know, there there are there are reasons why he's not in He's not as obvious should be up there than than Keenan. You can make an argument for it as especially if Keenan keeps missing uh, his his great A's that yeah maybe yeah. put somebody that that can bury a bit more up there and see what can happen. Uh But it's not uh, a landslide. They're not they're mm. not burying Timo Meyer on on a third or fourth line. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh as, as Zadina's not
1: not that. So yeah, I I really. I... In I think the Sharks just don't have enough top six forwards to make two lines that work even. They don't so right now. Yeah. They don't. And and even when they get Couture back, it's like unless you put like Couture on like Hurdle's wing and then add somebody else like Zetterland with them, then maybe you've got a competent top six line. But like even then you're wasting out one of your center positions where the centers are dwindling away for the Sharks so uh, it's kind of a mess and the line blender is just going to keep turning I think with David Quinn
0: yeah Um, I want to add to 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 that too that I think the Sharks hoped that they would have more top six forwards and I think we we all did too we mm -hmm. saw big names like Declare like Hoffman uh too even though Barabonoff has been a shark uh productive in a recent past things like that right and maybe those guys will find their level yet but mm-hmm. they haven't yet though. I mean, uh, Hoffman has been bad, I think. Um no. Declare hasn't been much better. Mm-hmm. And and I would say too, in in Declare's instance, Declare's had a benefit of playing almost exclusively with Hurdle. You know, Hoffman's been moved down a bit. So so you can make an argument that Declare's maybe been worse in some ways because Duclair's played with the with the with well, the Sharks' only legitimate top six center up to Granlin's yeah. return today. I think
1: Duclair looks a little better because he hustles a little bit more than. than yeah, well, does. he's, I faster. he's faster. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he yeah. looks better, but For is he really performing better? Eh, not,
0: not really. Not not statistically. Chances. Not in terms of chances yeah. so much, right? Um, and Barabanoff- really talking about the
1: offense. We're not even talking about the defense, <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: That's
1: true. Jeez. That's true. Yeah. And it's not like the defense is. Horrible most nights, but it's also just so vanilla that it, it feels like it's painful, like the 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 amount of like skill plays that happen from a defender can be counted on like one hand in a game, like the amount of plays that are not just like hold the puck, wait for, for first pass and that's it. Like that's that's the the extent of the breakout for the Sharks. Nobody can skate out of the zone, I feel like from the defensive side i'm being a little over dramatic but it feels like that and we all kind of knew looking at this defense that it was going to be bad um but it really i don't know if anyone's really stuck out to me um on the defensive side i mean i, I still think Ferraro's is doing okay and i
0: expected he can skate um, it out at least he can skate <laughs> it out yeah <laughs> he, yeah can and, off and emerson too I've, have have had yeah uh, and i have a, I've a liked little bit emerson. of jump yeah i liked
1: him tonight i think um there was one play in particular that was like he, he got fumbled behind the net and he should have like passed it before he held onto it for too long. But other than that, I thought his game was actually He was valuable. a big
0: part of the Kunin goal besides the assist, but it was his rush, his read up that yeah. gave the sharks a clear entry. And that's what you want to see when you don't have the natural offensive talent, right? You have to play as a team. And that yeah. was Emerson doing that. A clear read, clear lane where it's not gonna go the other way, right? Unless he really messes up somebody really fumbles it there in in a weird way um and so clear entry and then the sharks forwards kind of did the rest in terms of uh uh forecheck and Eklund was in on that and yep. it leads to just a kind of a ugly grimy kind kind of goal i want to add too and i i would be a bit more optimistic about this if this wasn't if, if this wasn't game 9 i'm talking about a washington game today if it mm-hmm. wasn't if it, this was game 1 um and against a better opponent, I, I would sure. be actually pretty uh, uh, pretty optimistic about what we saw from the Sharks in terms of the breakout. I actually asked a lot of questions of that in, in the post game, and I'll try to write a little bit about it. But um, and I think Drew Romenda mentioned it too on the broadcast. If you want to look back on that in the first period, but the Sharks' support uh, seemed much they're just more on time. Guys were helping each other out. Uh, just one player, for example, Giovanni uh, uh, Smith was, was, was pressured in, in the defensive zone corner on the breakout. And instead of being forced to whip a long pass or just to dump it out, which we've seen the Sharks do so much this year, just glassing mm-hmm. out, glassing out, glassing out, right? Um, Jan Rudo was right there on time uh, to receive a short, I mean, 12-foot pass on a very short pass from, from, uh, from, from Smith. And because mm-hmm. Washington's forecheck check was contrary on Smith and they were behind the play a little bit, R- Ruda, who is not the sw- the swiftest of foot, had an easy exit out. And that's teamwork. And yeah. that's what the Sharks, I think, are capable of, of doing better, um, not, you know, making the playoffs better, <laughs> but... Definitely better than zero, eight, and one. Better, and so we saw some of that today more so than uh, than I've seen in, in in any other game. I I actually liked the Sharks breakout today, which I can't say I've liked in any other game. I liked the Sharks forecheck today. I'm not saying it was outstanding, and, and the sure. chances, the shot attempts, uh, five on five. I think they were all pretty even. Uh, mm-hmm. But I th- I think that if if we can. Uh, pretend the first eight games didn't happen, which you can,
1: <laughs> if we were sure. to, uh, the season, if, the season doesn't matter.
0: Let's just, yeah. Do whatever we but <laughs> if, if, if this was the first game of a the season, the, this Washington mm-hmm. game, I would actually feel okay about this Sharks team because sure. that's a Sharks team that looked competitive and, and really could have won, uh, today with, Grandlin finishing a couple chances, or Cunin obviously, or Hurdle had a couple good good chances there. So, mm-hmm. if again, this is one good game out of nine. I don't really think, even though the Sharks I have played better games. You know, not all games have been Tampa Bay bad. Uh, yeah. Like the Boston game was a little better than 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 bad, but it was more yeah. like on the okay side. Just for example, right. Uh, the Florida game was more; eh, it's okay. Um, so maybe the last Carolina game too, but this was the first game. And granted, again, the opponent was the weakest of the of the, of the first uh, few teams, the first nine games of the season. Yep, but um, but this was the the first game where I would say the Sharks were good <laughs> for sixty minutes. <laughs>
1: uh there i guess is a good there yeah there. yeah that's right
0: yeah. there yeah <laughs> yeah they
1: were there um we got a goal wood <laughs> which is crazy um no i i they just they're missing a lot in a lot of places i did like blackwood again um oh yeah a, a good start to the season I, I think that's a an interesting bright spot that um the goaltending has been good Like not mm-hmm. just like De- i mean i don't want to say good we'll say like decent uh above expected average um sure
0: and so, kakinen's been been decent too
1: yeah so i think that's a light uh bright spot i think um you know blackwood looks confident which is interesting because he faces a lot of shots and i do wonder if it's more of like he he's that kind of goaltender that needs a lot of shots yeah some guys like it. that right yeah yeah like rhythm goaltenders kind of thing um and because he did not look confident in new jersey a lot of times so I don't know it's not the worst thing in the world that our goaltending is good but it's it's bad that our goaltending is decent and we're still oh eight and one it's bad <laughs> it's like if the goaltending falls That tells off, you a like,
0: lot about the team yeah <laughs> yeah i think we're done
1: done um so what else about the roster happened this week that we want to touch on we touched on Emerson joining the lineup Bordalo peterson getting sent down
0: uh grandland returned tonight how did you mm-hmm. think grandland looked? you look good um, he looked, uh, like he did in uh, a couple of the, the preseason or the one preseason game he was in the, the LA game in Salt Lake. He looked like an impact player again, once again, preseason, right. But it's, it's kind of levels, right? Like if a player is just good in preseason, then that means, okay, in NHL, maybe he's just okay or bad. Sure. <laughs> if a player looks great in preseason, then. Maybe he's good in the NHL, and so that's what Granlund looked like to me mm-hmm. in that in that one preseason game. Um, and then obviously the Vegas game again remind people that he he says he got hurt in the second shift of that game. So whatever you saw the rest of the game wasn't uh, it wasn't what he would say was was anything close to who he is as a player and we did see some of that i think tonight uh looked uh, looked healthy-ish out there was hunting pucks him and i clipped one play with him in eckland they were yeah. both uh they they were both badgering uh dickless backstrom who looks a little rough out there i have to say but uh yes. they took the puck from him and then grandlin very smartly didn't just crash the net he kind of laid in the weeds and waited yeah, that was stayed open point. right that was just that was just art from both of those yeah. guys you know hustle and 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 and, and artistry and mm-hmm. um so yeah i think i i think that uh i think he he looked he looked uh very very good
1: yeah i think he had one one turnover that was like right at the uh right at the blue line come like mm-hmm. as a breakout that was pretty rough but it was more of like he just fumbled the puck and he um uh, it basically just cost a lot of his own time for the show. Sure. nothing bad happened to it but it just that was the only bad play. Other than that, it was seemed like he was um some much needed skill was injected into the lineup, yeah. lineup with him. So and but, but also
0: fork check mm-hmm. too, right? All, all elements, yeah. good defensively, responsible defensively. Um yeah. Uh so if I I'm not gonna hate it. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> be happy that there's somebody that can
1: like match Eklund be you know competent in terms of, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Match Eklund's skill like a little bit and, and can stay on the ice. Um, not that Echo's like, you know, he's still establishing himself as a sure. top top six, top nine NHL player. But um yeah, I, I did enjoy um his return. To, yeah, the um the Capitals also I watched some Capitals games as well in, in my spare spare time. Um the the whole backstrom thing that's there Nick's he's really done. <laughs> yeah and they started him okay. up in like the first top six um to start the year, and it's just like now he's I think he's down to the third line.
0: Ooh. Okay. Um,
1: and they put Strom up and Strom has looked way better than than the he was down in the third line to begin the year. And now he's up on the first line with Ovi and Wilson. And um, yeah, it's uh, I think he, it's done for Nicholas Baxter. And the problem is he's got like two more years on his contract at like nine million dollars or something like that. So anyway, short aside about the Capitals, but maybe they're not as bad as originally because they just had their lineup kind of really bad to start the year.
0: Yeah. Mm, mm. Well, I don't. I don't want to count count a count a guy out uh, who's had such a great great career. But yeah, sure. he did. He looked definitely tonight. He looked like a shadow of himself. A couple other guys to spotlight on the roster though. Before mm-hmm. we we move on, I think. Um, uh, well, first, actually, I want to go back to Blackwood really fast. That sure. if Blackwood and Cacanin or and or can keep up this play, if the one thing the Sharks get out of the season is that they have figured out the answer and goal uh, for the next possibly next couple of years here, wouldn't that be uh, concerning the last five years mm-hmm. <laughs> of goaltending that, that that would be that would be pretty tremendous. And so let's hope that can happen. Uh, mm-hmm. But then uh, a couple of players more to spotlight, a uh, Fabian Zetterlin, uh, once again uh, tonight, I, I like his game. Uh, he obviously doesn't belong on the first line and so sure. I think eventually he needs to be moved off of it just for his own betterment. I mean it just yeah, it's asking a lot out, out of him, but he continues to just play a direct bowling ball style four check. Strong, uh, strong, strong, uh, strong of body. Uh, one great play that, that I highlighted in third period. Uh, Ovechkin uh, got the puck up high five on five, and Zetterlin bullied uh, Ovechkin and the puck out of the zone. And that's the that's what's Zetterland... all, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's great, meatball. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zetter, Zetterlin can. Can can do that. At least that's 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 what I was told before in New Jersey, and he didn't show that uh, last year with the Sharks, but he's showing it now. Um, so I think that he's and he hasn't looked awful on the first line, which is which is good. He hasn't looked like totally out of his depth, but I think eventually though he's better suited for your third line maybe. Uh, but I I have I have liked his play consistently uh, this year, um, and then besides that uh have i liked anybody else this year <laughs> uh any <meeny>, mini no <laughs>
1: no um not really <laughs> uh let's also we should mention that that bear bonoff is injured as well um oh that's he, a big one yeah yeah what's the what's the time frame on, on his injury
0: uh you know what's funny actually no one has asked us uh, since uh quinn said that it was week to week and he was going to get checked out so actually yeah <laughs> i think we we've been there's been so many other injuries and focus on losing streak and jumbo retiring that uh none yeah. of us uh, did our job and asked quinn uh, for exact timeline on it but uh but uh if it is a uh, week to week as is really reported that's not a bad thing um instead of month-to-month at least. And so hopefully it is closer to to week-to-week just for obviously Robert Bonoff, because this is a big season for him as a UFA. But even the Sharks, right? Uh, I know everybody's about the tank, but you still want to be competitive. You don't want to be embarrassed out there. You don't want... uh, You want guys for other guys to play with, like uh, William Eklund, uh, when he's he's to play with somebody good. Um, You want a hurdle to have guys to play with. And so you want to be... You wanna be competitive, right? You wanna have the worst yeah. record in the league, but you also wanna be competitive <laughs> at the same time. And the Sharks are trying to get to that. They have the worst record in the league. They haven't been competitive, uh, except for uh, really uh, tonight, in my mind, at least at in terms of yeah. the, the the under the hood stuff, scoring chances, puck battles, stuff like that. They've been you know pretty behind in I think most of the other games, if not all of them. Um, but Anyway, so 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 hopefully, uh, hopefully Alex comes back, and he hasn't been good to start the season. Um, no, but hopefully it he was, comes back. You know, uh,
1: uh, zero points in six games for him before yep. the injury. Hopefully, I mean a little time off, and and hopefully the finger is not too badly broken, and it's only a couple of weeks out. Yeah, um, that's kind of what I guess the Sharks are open for. I mean, if you inject Granlin... Could sure and banoff into the top six maybe you can win a few games and also maybe not score three goals in five games which is just <laughs> I'm gonna keep repeating it because my god I don't remember the last time the Sharks were this I actually don't you know let's talk about it how bad the Sharks are because uh, I don't remember how bad the Sharks are probably because it's been so so very long that they've been this bad um, they now have tied for the worst start in their franchise history um, zero eight has, and one baby zero eight and one 30 years of um, Sharks history and uh, this is tied for the worst um, they also have the worst goal differential in their season or to start a season in franchise history as well so is this the worst Sharks team ever? Is a good question. <laughs> I think for an article, um, I didn't watch much Sharks hockey in 1993 and 1994, uh, probably because I was very, very, very well. 1993, um, 94. You <laughs>
0: wanted to watch that team because that's a team that, that yeah, actually made the playoffs, or, or, and upset the Red Wings. But was it the, two and couple, three? That 1991, 92, and 92, 93. Those 93, were the yeah. the Cow Palace teams.
1: Yeah. So I didn't watch a lot of Sharks back then um we could find somebody who did and just ask them if they think this is the worst sharks team that they've ever seen but the records are are kind of piling up here for the start of the season uh, anything else to add about that
0: <laughs> well uh, i Uh, call me ever the the optimist uh i do try to look at the you you have to uh with with this team (laughs) i i think um and also when you're when you're dealing with and i naturally have that personality too i think that i try to look at that the at the optimistic side of things i i don't think that i think this team can be more like they were tonight even though it's only one game of nine and Mm -hmm. they may be the worst team in the league but i they should be a lot more competitive um so I don't think that they end up in that eleven. the 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 very first Sharks team, the expansion team, won seventeen games. The second year team managed to be even worse. They won yep. eleven games. Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think though they're gonna be that bad. Um, but I will say though that the first eight games this year on the balance uh, was I I. I I didn't. I mean, I was a kid back then, so I didn't. I didn't watch those first. So I, I first two sharks teams. So I'm not sure if I can talk so much about them, but I can just say like worst hockey. If someone asked me on Twitter, is this the the uh, worst hockey team you've ever watched or something like that? And I said, well, I don't know. I had to think about that because there's some pretty bad mm-hmm. teams. Uh, you know, the, the Coyotes teams of a couple of years ago, the Sabres oh, when they were trying to tank yeah. for for McDavid. Yeah. Um, but those are the teams that they are in a discussion with, though. Unfortunately for them, and mm-hmm. I don't think they end up as as bad. Um, that's that's my my opinion. I think they do find a way to be at least competitive. Doesn't mean that they're going to they're going to have probably the worst record. <laughs> they have a pretty good head start on, on that. So the worst sure. record in, in the league. It'll be an upset. It'll be a triumph of coaching of, of locker room dynamics that they somehow managed to not have the worst record in the league based on the, the kind of uh, the kind of pit that they've dug for themselves, you know, how behind the eight mm-hmm. ball that they are. Um, but I, I think that, I, I think that they are closer to, to the team we saw tonight that will stay close and lose games uh, sure. as opposed to like, say the Tampa Bay team, that uh, the Tampa Bay game, when that that was, like you said i was unwatchable and i was why i had to be there and uh i made (laughs) i made a joke the 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 next game that uh that uh i think some people took 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 the wrong way when i said something about well the shark's effort against the carolina at least the game is watchable tonight and Mm -hmm. everyone's like oh the bar is so low it's low now yeah the bar is low (laughs) that's the point that's the point of that that joke the bar is low Uh, and it was so bad the night before that it was unwatchable, which I have maybe never said, uh, 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 once or thought watching, watching is, I I like my job, even though the team is bad. I still like watching, uh, 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 watching hockey. Um, and so I will say that this is the worst team I've covered, uh, which isn't saying anything. Uh, uh, so it was just, isn't saying that, that much because I haven't covered that many teams. Sure. Uh, first team again covered was the 2017-18 Golden Knights, and then the Sharks after that. And so this is the worst group of the four uh, five Sharks team or the four Sharks teams that missed the playoffs. And then this one will be will likely be the fifth one. And so this what I saw in the first eight games definitely was the worst, and they probably will end up the the worst of all of them, uh, just because they don't have the dynamic kind of players that can kind of overcome a shallow depth like Timo and carlson or can help yeah. mask it a little bit i, I mean to say and even with them they had the least amount of goal or least amount of wins last year so right but yeah. i thought that team and we talked a lot about this uh last year that up to the trade deadline that they could have been well 500 team if they had better goaltending if they had locked yeah. down a couple of leads that they had right in terms yeah. of just how the team was performing the under the hood kind of micro stats team wasn't wasn't was average-ish actually yeah. and uh, and that's that's what i saw too they were really competitive really close on games they just couldn't close out games um but anyway though um so i i think still that's that's where they end up but again i thought that they would be a little bit better and they started off uh they were embarrassingly bad uh, on, on the whole the first eight games of the season <laughs> so so yeah. they still have a lot of space to prove me wrong
1: <laughs> yeah and i think they Probably are going to end up with the worst record. I admit also only twenty five percent chance to really even get like the first overall
0: pick, even if you have right. the worst overall record. Right. So, that's a, that's the thing to remind people that you don't yeah. get more. Your lottery odds don't improve if you only win five games this year. Yeah, you can you can win <laughs> so,
1: one less point, and you know you, you want the Conor worst McDavid, record or not? Conor, you counter Bedard instead yeah. of uh, yeah. But either way. I uh, don't want people to like hinge all their hopes directly on a lottery win this early in the season, because you will just be depressed if you follow this team, just <laughs> hoping for them to lose. I think we should pick out, we should pick out like bright spots of players that are playing well um, and are going to be a future part of the sharks. And I think Eklund is, mm. is very clearly shown in this first couple weeks that I don't think he's ever going to play in the AHL again, far in some probably, unforeseen, yeah. unforeseen yeah. circumstance. And that's a win. That's a positive step in the right direction for a, a prospect that needs to be a part of the Sharks future. I right? think
0: the next bar for him though, is he still has to produce though. And, and that's going to be right. And so that hasn't been there. And yeah. You can blame Luke Cunan for it, but it's not all on Luke Cunan. Equin <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, has had his chances too, that he didn't bury. Granlin um, could have
1: buried that one tonight too
0: yeah but again yeah uh, it's got he's got he's got to have some production to back it up I I, I think he will I think uh, uh, you had a prediction of 40 points I, I I'm not I'm not off uh, I'm not off board of that yet I think that can happen so
1: it can if he starts really getting I
0: mean if they get uh, could sure back and,
1: and they start actually getting some like power play goals and stuff it's right. possible um, but you know he's still got to make it there um, regarding the the um, uh, like 40 points yeah that that seemed a little bit too far but we'll see (laughs) right now um yeah and we were all really hoping for a lot more but that that is a good good parameter for where he should be at this point in his career but i I am excited uh, for for his future based on this week and i think that's a win for the sharks
0: yeah like uh that's uh, if if you guys haven't known i am sure you guys have uh the last four or five years that's what i've tried (laughs) been trying to do uh find the guys who would stick around and write and write about them and focus on them because what else am I going to write about? Uh, I wrote my, uh, if people think that I'm letting, letting it go, like I wrote my Mark Edward plastic decline piece for three years ago. <laughs> yeah. During, during, during the COVID season and all the sport logic stats, that article is there. I, that's already been written. Um, yeah. do I need to harp on more, more of that? I don't, don't think so. You know, he's, yeah. he's here. Uh, the contract is a big reason why what, what you know what uh what what am i going to write about and so uh so i try try to try to focus on that uh see multiple no gregor articles <laughs> over the years um yeah. some rudy some rudy articles stuff how like that how is gregor doing I haven't, I haven't i'm actually not really sure t-
1: He's in Toronto, but I haven't yeah. checked and see. And he's in the lineup, and he has a contract and all that. But I don't know how he's doing stats.
0: It's hilarious that he scored a preseason goal and then he scored an NHL goal, and they looked the same. They were just these flutter shots that beat a Montreal. I think it was Montreal both games. Maybe it's different it? goalies, but yeah. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> anyway, job. though. Uh, and so with the Sharks, yeah, uh, I, I I try to spend more time focusing on the guys who might have a chance to to be around. And so that is right now uh, guys that have shown that kind of promise and not to exclude guys that aren't here. Uh, they just may need more time in a Barracuda, but the mm-hmm. guys that have shown the most promise, you know, Eklund, obviously Zetterlin, we've talked about Blackwood's a big one that people forget. Blackwood. He's a little bit older, obviously, but if you solve your goaltending and you can stay consistent over the years, then that's, that's a huge, yeah. huge uh, lock, find- Yeah
1: a new goaltender like that's that's the way the nhl works is like you kind of need one for a while until you can get a new one or unless you have a superstar obviously but you need solid to be able to get there and maybe
0: he's young enough maybe he will be your guy five years from now when you're good You, you never know but you also want that good goaltending because good goaltending helps when you play well uh, mm-hmm. Then you win games because your goaltending responds in kind and your goaltending plays, plays well too. I think Black would also benefit, even though he had to face a lot of chances also on the power play, but um, it was a better defensive, better offensive effort. So he wasn't like he wasn't pelted like he mm-hmm. was against the Avalanche or the Hurricanes that first Hurricanes game. Um, and so that's 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 a clear one. Um, maybe, you know, this is a, 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 a a big maybe right now, but you see promise in a guy that you liked Emerson. Um, Kanishov has been a little up and down, but there, there's been some good stuff. That's the stuff that, that, that I'm looking for the guys who are going to stick and the guys that you're looking to stick like a Bordello you, you, you do kind of pick at their games a little bit because that's, that's why I'm watching. I'm honestly not watching Hoffman that closely, not watching Duclair that closely. Um, when uh, on, on shifts, I like to concentrate on on one player usually, and it's usually mm-hmm. going to be one of the the, the guys that I wonder you know, is this guy going to be around? Yeah. yeah, and I think it's the way we got to do this whole season.
1: So me <laughs> uh, as the um, as the way that I, I picked my sharks fandom, I pro- focus a lot on sharks prospects probably mm-hmm. right now because the Sharks are so bad. Um, and I think we have a few actually good updates and, and we can run through them a little bit quickly. Here, okay. Uh, just to round out the episode. So um, Sharks number four overall pick from last year, Will Smith. Um, he had a little bit of a slow start to his college career. So he started his career at Boston College with his um, USNTT, USNTTB ntt ntdp line mates. ntdp ntdp line mates um ryan leonard and gabe perot they started a line together as well at boston college which is kind of cool um he for his through his first two games had one assist and like one shot on goal or something like that or two shots on goal and people were very very concerned they were worried that this the amazing numbers that he put up last year in juniors was kind of like a flash in the pan um and that uh, Will Smith's game was never gonna translate to college. So I went back and I watched the his second game, his LIU game, um mm-hmm. uh which which he had like one secondary assist. And I counted and I went back and I just basically counted all of the chances that he created that I considered to be like high danger or that were um, you know, had a good chance of actually creating something. And I counted mm-hmm. twelve throughout the game, which wow. is insane and it was oh so, like,
0: are you saying that leonard and pearl were luke Kooning him maybe
1: a little <laughs> bit um there was literally so many chances where it was like backdoor plays he puts it right on the stick and the guy pushes it wide like over and over and he was that liu game everybody kind of saw it said one secondary assist against liu who is not a good hockey team um they are they're in the same division or they're same, like they're still division one or whatever mm. the whole NCAA system is but like they're not a good hockey team sure and um people kind of freaked out a little bit uh, but i think if he plays that game like nine more times he has three points instead of one and then he went through the next week and just tore it up three three um, points
0: in each of the nine games right he, well his <laughs> three points in nine games isn't isn't that
1: right yeah i meant like if he plays that like the way he played that game i just wanted to would cover have. for you there yeah yeah (laughs) so anyways he did the next three games he had two is two points two Mm -hmm. points and then three points so he by the end of um 10 26 thursday he was leading the um ncaa in freshman points Mm -hmm. which is miraculous that's exactly what you want will smith to do so then uh is that miraculous
0: or expected though
1: miraculous in in a turnaround sense because he started off pretty slow that first game that he played was not good Um, Okay, but it's expected and hopeful, I think is the way to put it. But I I think there's some concerns, basically, because Will Smith plays a kind of a like a patient style of play and a little can look lackadaisical at times and a Mm -hmm. little uh, his pace isn't so great a lot. And he uh, can look slow because he's just not really skating as hard as he could be. Um, But he's very cerebral. And I, I honestly think that he looks slower than he actually is. Just based off of his pace rather than his actual speed on the ice um so people can have a a tendency to look at a some game tape of him and say he's not doing anything out there but you have to really like hone in on the details with him And, and there's something there that's a little bit more of an it factor than even his line mates like leonard and perot so
0: is well, the, I wanted to bring up one pushback. Uh, we talked about it a little bit just just what you thought yeah. about it. Uh, J.D Burke of elite prospects he he brought up this this point about Smith and just that he thought that Smith was, not the driver of his line and maybe the third most impactful player of his line that he had seen. And granted, I think he mentioned that he hadn't watched all of uh, Smith's True. games and this was also a couple, couple days ago too. So, uh, but mm-hmm. what, what did you think of that, that commentary?
1: Yeah. And he, he even admitted like later in the comments, like he hadn't watched the third period yet. And that third period of the game that he watched Smith was like dynamite. And he's mm-hmm. like, ah, maybe I wrote off a little. He wasn't really writing him off. He was just mentioning that, that what I'm mentioning, where it's like sure. his pace is a little low. It doesn't look like he's doing a whole lot. Um, but a, when you, like, get to the finer details, he really is. He's like, he anticipates anticipates play so well in the offensive zone that, like, it looks like he's just a little behind the play, but he's he's really ahead. <laughs> and that sounds mm-hmm. dumb, but it, I think he is. Um, and, I, and Leonard is going to be... A, is gonna be an NHL just based off of how he's, he's got a really good shot and he's mm-hmm. also just a very very good four checker so you could say that he's just the driving force of that line but I really think it's Smith rather than the other two um, and I wouldn't I don't have any evidence that Perot is the is a better player than Smith right now okay um, and I want to
0: also uh, uh, defend JD a little bit just that mm-hmm. I just look at this comment it was a question from Actually, a guy that I, I recognize uh, mm-hmm. liking my articles. I assume maybe he's listening. So, uh, sure. Luigi Lombardi, which is a terrific uh, name. I know it's can't be a real name, but if it is, maybe. Props to you <laughs> because that's an awesome name. Um, okay. But on Twitter at uh, not Pierre Petit, um, but he asked uh, he asked JD just what you th- what what have you thought about Smith? And this sure. was uh, October twenty sixth, so this was three three days yeah. ago. And so JD was kind of giving just a off the cuff what I've seen so far in that game you mentioned and also didn't account for uh, uh, Smith's third period. So I want to make sure that people don't think that uh, JD is a burying Smith there. He just was, offering and, uh, off the top even, uh, about even more points player. to
1: jd and, and i haven't watched this game yet but the next game he played they played back to back nights apparently mm-hmm. S- smith played very poorly
0: <laughs> so i haven't watched it <laughs> um i will okay. let you know if he also did
1: play very poorly okay I, and it's a little bit of an up and down thing with smith i will say that there's still definitely room to grow but there's mm-hmm. something there that i think shark sands should be excited about okay because there's been a lot of headlights that highlight highlights of like Leo Carlson's in the NHL. Connor Bedard's in the NHL. Mm. Adam Pantelli's in the NHL. The sure. Sharks are ending up with Will Smith, who has one Or Matt Vay mitchkoff is games. going to point a game. Yeah. Or Matt Michkov's tearing up KHL. Yeah. So I don't know. I think we have to be patient with Smith, but there is something that is special about him. That's my, my little prospects updates for him. Okay. Um, I think that'll that'll do it. I think we can just mention just the Smith as a prospect update of the week, and okay, and maybe have a couple more on on the future shows. But sure, um, I think it's yeah, going
0: to I, I'm gonna to tease. Change. I have a exciting. Um, I'm gonna practice this again. I asked you earlier, uh, Kashnikov. <laughs> Kashnikov. Yeah, let's talk about Kashnikov uh, uh, update. Uh, we can we can save that though. So uh, yeah. I'm sure mm-hmm. that the audience is waiting uh, uh, on bated breath for their update on Kashnikov. The...
1: 2021 seventh round pick, Yevgeny Kashnikov for the Shark. Anyway, I um I think, and this is my bold prediction, the Sharks will win their next game.
0: Well, uh based on how our bold predictions have going, that means that they will not win and they will be uh (laughs) they will will be round they will be routed by by Vancouver and uh, all the positivity that I'm trying to muster from uh, from uh, from <laughs> from tonight's Washington game will all be lost.
1: That's <laughs> true, and they're going to lose like eight to zero. So yes. <laughs> um, anyway, no, I, I predict it. They're going to win their next game, and then next week you can tell me how wrong I was. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. I hope everybody has a good week. Enjoy some sharks hockey.
0: Short episode. We'll get we'll get at it more uh, in the next coming weeks. So we have some guests uh ideas lined up all that kind of stuff so great see you guys see you guys